Hey, I'm Jody, And I'm Anna. Welcome to Let's Be Real Podcast. Where we talk about why our stories matter and how Jesus is for us. We believe that God created us for a purpose, which gives meaning to everything that we go through. When we share our stories, we can bring hope and help to others. We hope you'll join us. Hey guys, I'm Jody, and we're so excited that you're joining us today on Let's Be Real. And I'm Anna, and today we have some of my really good friends, the Richardsons. We've got Dalton and Anna, not to be confused. <laughs> hey guys. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. We're, we're excited so, you're here. Yeah, we're so excited you guys are here. Can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and your family? Absolutely. Um, so we've been married uh, almost eight years this summer been in Pearland for about six years. We have a little 18-month-old girl at home named Harper. She is about to be a big sister in June. We have another little girl on the way, so, so keeping busy with all that, yeah. But yeah, that's a little bit about us. We've been at Cross Point for um, a little over, or a little less than six years, so. Yep, family. Our baby is a baby of mass destruction. Uh, she's As also all babies are. gargantuan. She's going to be eight foot twelve, uh, <laughs> and we love it. She's eighteen months now, so she's just getting into everything and starting to talk and being the cutest baby ever. And I love being a dad, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, but we lead group here at the church. Um, that's a, a important part of our uh, ministry and what we do as a family. And other than that, we like to travel, go on adventures, and hang out with friends. Awesome. Um, so you guys have been married for almost eight years in Pearland for almost six? Is that what you said? It'll be six years next month. Awesome. In our house. So how long have y'all been here at Cross Point? I think it'll be six years in the fall. So we took a couple months of look around at different churches and stuff, and in the fall we, it'll be six years. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So how did you guys get connected to groups? I know that's a big passion for you guys. So how how have you all been connected to that? Yeah, specifically at Crosspoint? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, uh, well, that was our top criteria for deciding on which church to go to is being plugged into a group. Um, So when we checked out Crosspoint, teaching was solid, the church was solid, music, everything. Um, And then we found a group that kind of met our demographic being just young married um so we checked out that group and it was just um refreshingly just open and christ-centered uh you could tell that they really cared for each other it was was a more developed group like they all knew each other for a while Mm -hmm. uh but they certainly welcomed us and that's how we became a part of that group and then shortly after just a few months the group continued to grow (laughs) And they had to talk about, okay, like, now we need to start talking about splitting. How many couples do y'all think you had? In that group, man. On the roster, maybe upwards of 15. Wow. Couples? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, another yeah. one can come every week. But, but it was yeah. definitely a full house a lot of times. Yeah. So which we, is great. But So we just started going for a few months. And when they started talking about splitting, Anna and I are like, nudging each other yeah (laughs) slowly raising our hand up we're like can we do it can we host uh just because that was something that we talked about we would want to do eventually 
but then the opportunity just uh, became available pretty immediately after Mm -hmm. joining that group. Yeah, when we bought our house and when we were looking in Pearland in general, we wanted our home and our mission to be in the same place. And so when that opportunity arose, we were very excited to to get to see what God had in store. So. I forgot we said that. We did say that, didn't we? <laughs> That's pretty crazy that y'all were the some of the last people to join the group, and then your hands were up the highest of, okay, but we'd like to lead, <laughs> yeah. even though we're the newest ones here. So, Dalton, uh, you said that whenever you guys were looking at Crosspoint, groups was one of the number one things that was most important to you. Why is that for you guys? I think a lot of churches have moved away from Sunday schools and getting to know each other on like a smaller basis on a, you know, versus Sunday morning or, you know, Wednesday nights and stuff. And so that was something that we really wanted to live life with people. And so that was a way that we knew how we could do that. I worked on the other side of town and Dalton, you know, works all over Houston. And so we wanted people that we could call up on a Friday night and catch up with life, but them also know our story and our testimony and, and who we are and spur one another on. And so we knew that groups was a ideal way to achieve that. Yeah. Also, uh, I mean, selfishly, we wanted friends, right? <laughs> so we're young married. You came from uh, your college where you had a ton of really close friends. Uh, I had a ton of close friends that were on the other side of Houston and now moving here, we didn't know anybody. And and it was so important for us to connect and have that community, not only, like you said, just to hang out with people, but to have people to pour into and to uh, have fellowship with and community with. Uh, so there's that part of just wanting to have friends, um, but also an opportunity for us to serve as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys um, meet? I'm going to do a little bit of a backstory here, because I don't know you as much as Anna knows you. Oh, yeah. I forget. So we've been together over 10 years now. We met each other in college, but we never uh, lived in the same city till we were married. So I went to Texas State, and he went to U of H, and I went with some friends in college over a winter break, and we went to Passion, the Christian conference Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. So that year it was in Atlanta, Georgia. And so I went with some friends from Texas State that were actually from Houston and from Sugarland. So it went with his church. And so uh-huh. um, I was actually dating somebody at the time. And so I was curious if you were going to mention that. <laughs> if I didn't, you would. So yeah, uh, the real story is that she was <laughs> the real story. infatuated with me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, she was dating somebody. We became friends. Uh, I was admittedly very flirty. Um, but when we left from that group, we knew like we had to see each other again, right? And then that first time we hung out, like a week later, like we couldn't even wait, right? So like a week later, you came break, on, so. <laughs> you came down, uh, and we were just absolutely infatuated with one another. So I was pretty against doing a long distance relationship, so I was pretty hesitant at first. But we knew we just had to see each other again, and they're just. Uh, develop from there. I love that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I want to go back a minute. You said you really wanted to have your mission where your home was. So with you two getting together, did you find a commonality, I'm assuming, in what your mission was? Or did you kind of have to figure out, um, you know, I, I feel like God's saying this to me and I feel like God's saying that to me? Or were you guys kind of immediately on the same page? 
I think in college we had the same page, but it was just two different, like we both did it separately and we Mm -hmm. were in two different cities separately. And when we would visit each other, it would be, you know, you put your life on hold for a little bit and, you know, hang out with your significant other. So when we got married, because we were engaged long distance, we didn't literally live in the same town until after we got married. And so um, that was something that we both had developed separately in mentoring people and people mentoring us and our college ministries and knew that when we lived in the same city, we wanted to do that as a couple and mm. continue to mentor people that now are in our different life stage, you know, out of college, young marrieds. Um, so I think it's always generally been in line and step together. God's definitely given us that same vision, which has been very, very nice and helpful. So yeah, yeah we lived in Stafford for our first couple of years of marriage. And then when we were choosing cities, that was something we went to a church on the other side of town, which we loved dearly, but we wanted something that we could live life and yeah, have the home mm-hmm. all in the same mm-hmm. section. So. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, looking back, it's it's a blessing to think about how we have been on the same page when it comes to wanting. We always wanted to open our house to people, mm-hmm. you know, and it was never uh, you wanted to do it and I was opposed to it or anything like that. So it was, uh, we've always pretty much had that desire to want to open up and serve others uh, and teach the Bible. So it's never been, mm-hmm. um, God's pulling me one direction, and you're pulling me in mm-hmm. another direction, right? That's, uh, that's cool. So yeah, that was a good question. What about, you both, you've mentioned that you both had mentors and you both had were part of Bible studies and different groups like that. How did you find the, that type of relationship in your walk with God and finding freedom for yourself? That you wanted to then go around and do that for somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. It's typically something that has to be really impactful in your life. Yeah. For you to sure. want to turn around and always be a part of that. No. Yeah. Um, for me, like, in college, our guys group was uh, was was incredibly important. Um, it was a Thursday night small group, <laughs> and we're still all buddies. Uh, and it was great. Like, we're all goofy, and, and we were best friends. But... I mean, we talked about real things, and, mm-hmm. and we would talk about uh, what every, you know, college dude struggles with, with uh, lust and with trying to follow God and having uh, a zeal for God, but also the world pulling you in another direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about real things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that just raw openness and, and desire to know God that brought us together. And since then, it's like, okay, like, this is what I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. I want to, to lead others and pursue the same type of uh, openness and um, growth, spiritual growth that, uh, that I had, that I was blessed with when I was in college. Absolutely. I think that was the same for me and the girls that I mentored. It wasn't something to, to check off the box. It was, like you said, get to know people on a different level and just really once you have that taste you want it to continue to grow and once that season of life changes you want that in the same you know the next season of life you still want that um that connection and that closeness with those people and with god and so i think that's something that we've always been about as leading groups has never been like a oh we check the box you know like we want to we want to really be impactful and live life with one another and sometimes that's just like okay just meeting people where they are and you know canceling what you had planned for that night for a bible study and just just living life with people and i think it's something that 
when the freeze happened, what, a couple years ago, we had a handful of people that took us in because we had an infant and we had no um, power. But we had a whole list of people that we had loved on and that were willingly wanting to love on us. And so it was it was that really cool thing. And it's not we're putting stuff in so we can get it back, but it's really cool when that turns out that you just live life with people and they know your struggles and they know when you're real and honest with them that they can help you out and you can help them so mm-hmm. i'm just thinking like what if it was like uh like hey we let you in our house for a while can you let us <laughs> sleep at yours for a couple nights we're freezing got a baby and a dog that's a whole different level yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good friend oh yeah bring your dog in several days too yeah that's good and i think it's an important point that you both have touched on is about the relationship part of it and i think mm-hmm. that sometimes people can get scared when they talk about life groups and that I'm going to have to share my story. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to get personal. But when we take that risk to become vulnerable, the reward is what you're saying is having that true friendship and bond with somebody. You just can't beat that. Sure. Yeah. No one's ever come and like, man, I wish I didn't share too much. <laughs> or like, man, I feel really bad after you all you know, prayed for me and we were vulnerable with one another. That never happens. And I'd say too with group, it's the goal of group is not that you spill your guts mm-hmm. and that it's all out there, but it's that you have that relationship so mm-hmm. that when you are going through that trial or or that joy, people are there to be on the sidelines cheering for you. Mm-hmm. That they're able to, you know, let you in whenever you were when your house was freezing and you had a little <laughs> baby, or um, whenever. Yeah, it's just really sweet. Yeah, we like how we've set up group we do a meal together and then we separate guys and girls and so just allowing that time to get you know just a little bit deeper and you know and it's a little bit smaller groups when you split up half the group and so but no one's ever forced to share it's especially I know like when the guys come or the girls come it's they get to see everyone else be real and honest and then they want to but if they don't want to say anything they don't have to say anything you know Mm -hmm. but nine out of ten times they generally want to you know that it's a we hope it's a safe place that they know they're not going to be judged and they're going to be loved and they're going to be welcomed and so Mm -hmm. and we we think that that's definitely not it's a part of our leading, but it's just our group, just loving on other people. Because if it was just us loving on the people that walked in the door, I think they'd walk right back out. But it's our <laughs> yeah. whole group loving on anybody that walks in. There's always a point of a little anxiety when a new guy comes. And then we do, like, our guy time. Because we're all, like, joking and shooting the breeze and uh, just talking to one another. And it's like, all right, well, hey, we're about to get a little serious just so you're not caught off guard, like hear the questions we're about to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it may get a little deep. So, hey, share whatever you want. So you guys have talked a lot about how groups are really important to you and really part of a, your mission and your heart with your life. And I know that um, in your own life, you have found freedom through groups as part of your walk with God. Has there been a time where um, being a part of a group perhaps wasn't the healthiest? thing that you've walked through or that you had to walk through difficult times in that? We got fired from a group. <laughs> we got kicked out one time. Yeah, as a matter of a fact, one of the very first groups we were in when we were first married, um, we were helping co-lead and it wasn't done correctly. Um, and they just basically came to us and were like, yeah, we don't want you in the group anymore. 
and we said, wait, what, what did we do? What's going on? And so, and we've been married, I don't know, around a year at that point. So we were still trying to figure out like, is it something I did? Is it something he did? And thankfully at the church that we were at had amazing leadership that was over groups. And so we went to the couples that were in charge of that and brought them the scenario and just said, Hey, this is what happened. You know, did, what did we do? Cause how it was handled is definitely not handled correctly. And, um, had y'all been a part of that group? Just a few a months. months. Yeah, yeah like four months maybe. Yeah. It was a brand new group. Everyone was brand new in the group. Okay. But it was certainly a punch in the gut when you're like young and you have all this uh, <laughs> yeah, zeal towards, yeah. uh, you know, leading others and teaching the Bible and being in community. And, and you feel like, oh, this is my clan. This is my group. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, psych, you're out. And just immediately turn their back on us. And sure. people we had told at the time, they're like, oh, I would never go back to that church. You know, I would leave these people and different stuff. And so that was definitely one of the harder things that we first walked through in our marriage of just like, okay, God, like what is your plan? What is your theory? Because we know that hurt and we never want anyone else to feel that way because that didn't spur us to leave church. It spurred us to like, love on other people harder, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. want to yeah. outstretch differently, you know. And so it was one of those things that we have that in mind now, that if group doesn't fit you, that's totally fine. But there's a definitely a different way to go about it because yeah. we don't want anyone to be hurt yeah. from the church. To redeem the story, you know, like mm-hmm. it's uh, it brought us closer. It, it was one of uh, the first big trials we went through together. Um, but it it didn't stop us from serving and loving God, right? So I know a lot of people are hurt by the church in different ways, um, but I feel like you just can't use that as an excuse to pull back or to not serve um, or to not, you know, to use that as an excuse for God not to use you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, in the group, there were several couples and people that were brand new to Christianity. And so that was really heavy on our hearts is how we handled their, I mean, it was a very small group. And so they were, everyone then found out the situation very quickly. And so we knew how we handled the situation would make an impact on these people's spiritual lives. And so mm-hmm. that was very, very important to us. And one of the couples were, are still our near and dear friends and it we're very happy that God allowed us to handle the situation the way that we did because we don't look back at that time with any regret it's we handled that and God gave us the strength to be able to get out gracefully and to still love on people because we don't want these people brand new to church to say hey is this how everybody does it you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so well, I appreciate you sharing that. I I know, like you mentioned, Dalton, that church hurt is real, and a lot of people mm-hmm. have left because mm-hmm. of hurt from leaders and different things in church. And I love how you shared that you stay because the church does need us, and it needs us to be part of the change instead of keep perpetrating the same mm-hmm. behavior and yeah. then responding out of a place of hurt, but to bring healing to it and speaking to it in a different way. So I thank you for that, and thank you for staying and doing the hard work. Yeah. That's really good. It's. I think we get caught up sometimes in that, well, the church hurt me. Well, the church is God's people, and mm-hmm. people are sinful, and people are going to mess up, and so something is going to happen yeah. inevitably. Mm-hmm. At some point. <laughs> At some point. And so I think it's really powerful that I think no one would look lesser on you if you were like, well, that group hurt us, so 
we were trying, we were leaders, and you, they fired us, like you said, yeah. Elton. So we're just not going to lead anymore. But instead, for God to turn that together in your hearts to have that united vision of, okay, no, we're going to be very purposeful and just to, mm-hmm. to give you a vision for what you want a jealous couple mission together to be. I think that's yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just talking to a, uh, a coworker about this, about how they were kind of turned off to Christianity or finding a church because of the hurt that they received, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how when they were trying to get married, uh, that they were just really beat up over, um, I guess, how they were living, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and pretty much rejected mm-hmm. and were told certain things. And so I had to, I, I could be there and be like, hey, like, here's what the Bible actually says. Mm-hmm. And like, Here's the love that Jesus actually has for you. Um, and and know that, hey, different people may uh, offend you and hurt you. But like you said, like, those are people. Like, we're flawed. And you can't always just use that as an excuse to um, reject the grace that Jesus has given us, right? Yeah. So I know, too, in your group, you've walked through a little bit of a change, too, where you've had leaders who were leaders with you when you first started this group that you talked about at Crosspoint, and then they decided to leave as well. Can you guys talk about how y'all navigated that a little bit? We kicked them out. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, they came to us, and that was recently after this split, and so they handled it with grace and love, and obviously it was our first group after you know getting fired from the other group so we were a little bit more on edge of oh no did we do something wrong again and um they just said hey no we still love y'all and you know we just see that this group is a better fit for us and so i think it was something that once we walked through a healthy split you know a healthy growth it was it was easier to get to see and um those people are actually now back in our group you know five years later and so it's been really cool and through all those years we've had relationships with them and different stuff and so I think we've had I don't know a dozen couples it feels like that have been in our group at some point that have moved out of state or you know across town or different stuff and everyone that we're aware has left on great terms and we still have great relationships with them and so it's been cool, you know, because we know that some groups get to last for a long time and some are only for a season in your life. And so we just get to soak it up as, the, as long as they're in our group. Yeah. I actually get to do group with Dalton and Anna, mm-hmm. and it's been really sweet. We've actually, we're part of that split that happened mm-hmm. and then we're able to join with them. And it's been really cool to see how God has brought people to our group for a season and then sent them. And I know... Mm-hmm. When COVID first started, we got to Zoom, as our first Zoom meeting as a group, <laughs> and um, everyone who had moved, we had multiple mm-hmm. states represented, all jumped on. Oh, that's and fine. so that's it really was cool. really sweet to be able to see like where they were on mission, where God had them for that season. Mm-hmm. Even though they weren't with mm-hmm. us, they were still fighting a good fight. Mm-hmm. And still stay connected, which I think is God's heart for us. Mm-hmm. His relationship and staying connected to the best of our ability, the Bible says, be at peace with all men. So I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I love that you, because, I mean, I don't love that you were fired from your group, but I really <laughs> appreciate that because you're able to walk through that, you've been able to set an example and you've been able to walk through that in now a healthy way and how God has been able to redeem that in your relationships and your group. And mm-hmm. that's so sweet. I never thought about it like that. 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I guess moving forward, how do you feel like this has impacted your relationships or choices or view of God? Like seeing how God has brought you through changes in group and kind of as y'all's united vision of we want to leave people, like how has that shifted things moving forward? That's a good question. I think that it's allowed us to really take a step back and allow people in the group to use their gifts and talents and not just be a group centered around one couple because if that couple isn't there that week or moves or different stuff you don't want the group to fizzle out and um that's what happened with that first group is it all fizzled out and that broke our hearts even more that it didn't continue on because the whole point of the group isn't the couple's leading it's to grow closer to God and Mm so I think it's really allowed us to see people and the gifts and talents that they have and get to use that and so um whether that's different people hosting different people leading um just just allowing that to happen and we've had a lot of service opportunities that isn't in Dalton like or are thinking but it's other people in the group that said hey what about this idea and we you know we run with it so I think that's something that it's allowed us to look at groups a little differently yeah it's also given us like the perfect opportunity to flex and grow our spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. right Um, because you've Every week, you're what we're welcoming people in the house, and you're so hospitable uh, and so loving. Um, and we really see like how God's using you in the group. And you know, for me to lead and to teach before we were leading this group, like I wasn't. You know, it was rare that I would ever teach the Bible, um, and I wasn't leading a group, right? So. Uh, there's such a satisfaction that I have personally when I get to exercise the gifts that Mm -hmm. God has given me, right? So in turn, that's drawing me closer to God. Also personally, like, if I'm going to teach the Bible, when I say teach, if I'm going to facilitate it, then I have to know it, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're going to talk about John chapter 9 this week, I need to read it. I need to know the context. I need to know what happened before, after, and during. Um ask myself questions about the scripture to anticipate what questions may come up. So it's it's drawing me closer to God just by having such a greater understanding of scripture. Um, and then the the questions I'm asking, it's 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 easy because they're just the questions that I'm asking myself, right? <laughs> I'm like, what about this? I'll ask the group about that. <laughs> so it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity for me to use the gifts that I know God's given me um, and just draw me closer to Him by uh, kind of forcing, I don't want to say forcing that discipline on me, but I know I want to be well-prepared as a leader. Yeah. I don't want, um, believe it or not, there's been a couple weeks where I may have not been the best prepared, and, and I don't like that, right? I want mm. to be committed to this group. I want to be committed to the people coming and uh not that I need to have all the answers but uh I want to to facilitate the group well to where you want to be prepared yeah be prepared so that everyone's learning and growing right yeah
And I think it's a sacrifice of time too, you know, whether that's, like I said, I have an 18 month old at home. So right around trying to clean the house and get that ready and Dalton cooks, but it's one of those things that we thoroughly enjoy and God's allowed us to. And I think Jody, you had asked earlier about, um, you know, being on the same page. And that's something that I think God's given Dalton different gifts and talents and me different gifts and talents that work wonderfully together. And so if you ask me to cook, you're getting a frozen pizza. <laughs> if you ask Dalton to cook, you know, you're getting all sorts of yummy food. But um, it's one of those things that's allowed us to use that time um, and effort to get to love on people and, mm-hmm. you know, get to sit there longer with the person that just needs to talk that week or you know, I think of an example in our group of gifts and talents of we had a couple that moved away and they weren't able to sell their house when they moved and a couple in the group mowed their yard for months, I think it was. And so it was, and that wasn't something that, was that Cameron, we did. Right? It was. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <And> my husband. <laughs> and it, but it was just different people like that wouldn't have been something that Dalton and I would have jumped up and volunteered for. <laughs> no, definitely not. But he got to love on. So just watching the group get to love on different people in different ways over these years. I mean, over these five years has just been incredible. I mean, we have story after story of time that God showed up and it wasn't us it was clearly god which has been really cool we uh also share one cool story there was a couple that came and they were new to texas and they were sharing kind of that a little bit of of the struggle that they had of not having certain things but they started off they didn't come right out and say like hey we don't actually have any furniture or much expendable money or jobs or you know anything like that so there were, we had to kind of pry it out of them a little bit. So like, I don't know, the first or second week they came, we found out they don't have a bed. Like they're not even, I don't even think they had an air mattress. Maybe they did. So, but right when we found out, someone raised their hand, they're like, hey, like, we'll get you a bed. Like, it's, mm. yeah. Oh, we don't have. A microwave uh, or something. My, yeah. yeah. <laughs> furniture for our living room. Like, hey, we'll get you furniture. Mm. And it wasn't. They didn't come because they were asking for stuff, but it was a need in our group and then an immediate offer to help, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it wasn't and it wasn't it wasn't us. We weren't Mm-mm. doing it. It was other people in the group that mm-hmm. jumped at the opportunity to serve one another, mm-hmm. and that's such a beautiful and satisfying moment for us as leaders to look and say, okay, like. We're, we're hosting an environment that's doing something right. Mm-hmm. And you're going back to like discovering your purpose. And I think that has a lot to do with like the gifts and talents that God's given you. And we just are grateful that we've been able to facilitate a group to allow other people to discover their purpose. Because mm-hmm. we definitely feel like our, our purpose is hosting and leading and welcoming people into your home. And different people are in different life stages. And that's not as comfortable for them. But... It's not as comfortable for us to mow somebody's yard, someone else's yard for a couple of months, you know, or I don't know, it's just different. So it's been it's been really cool to get to see the different mm-hmm. dynamics of the group over years. That's really good. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Is there anything else you guys want to share that we haven't touched on or a scripture that means a lot to you in your in your walk with God or finding your purpose or your freedom? I have one is one of my favorites. Uh, Philippians three, verse seven and eight says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider a loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord, 
for whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage that I might gain Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite verses, just to remind me that anything we could aspire for uh, in this world or pursue is nothing if we don't have Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the best ways we can grow in our relationship and grow close to him is by serving one another. One of the verses Tom shared last week was um, bearing one another's burdens, right? And in this way, uh, you fulfill the law of Christ. So if if you want to serve Christ well, then love on other people, Mm -hmm. right? Bear Mm -hmm. one another's burdens. And our groups are a perfect avenue to do that. I think people can get caught up in that word, discover your purpose, when really all it is is what you're saying. That's purposeful. Yeah, exactly. And that makes a difference in people's lives. Yeah, you don't have to complicate it too much. It's, it's like, is, mm-hmm. it, is there a need? Can you meet that need? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, thank you. Well, we like to save the hardest questions for last. <laughs> Let's be real, people. You can read it for us. Oh, I can do this one. Morning person or night owl? Um, can I say neither? <laughs> Someone once said a permanently exhausted pigeon. <laughs> um, I think in different seasons I'm different things. You know, when you have a an itty-bitty at home, you become more of a night owl because they don't sleep, and then they're also up at 5 a.m., so you become a morning person. So I feel that on a deep level. Uh-huh, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> morning person. Yeah. No, I was sure. a part when we went to Cabo. I was asleep at 8.45 and so bad. woke up at... Six and got coffee and <laughs> watched. <laughs> didn't quite watch the sunrise, but close enough. That's funny. What did you say, Jody? Did you say you're a midday person? Yeah, it'd be good if I could be a midday person, but I'm <laughs> probably a morning person. I have to be a morning person. You have to be a morning well, person. Yeah, with kids. Well, mm-hmm. you know that mine are grown still, but I'm in my body's just in the habit of waking up because mm-hmm. I've had to for so many years and things. Yeah, but mid morning would be great. Yeah, I feel like I am naturally a night person, but my daughter is making me a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that happens. Yeah, when I was teaching, I was definitely a morning person. Cats or dogs? Dogs, yeah. <laughs> Tell them about Sadie. We Sadie have, loves on everybody that comes We have a dog named Sadie, and <laughs> what she's kind of a, dog? a boxer, okay. uh, and she's crazy and sweet and uh, potentially inbred. <laughs> yeah that's always fun in groups when our 50 pound dog is all of a sudden like cuddling up with you and laying on yeah, your yeah it's always the new people that come. <laughs> she's like let me check them out for you I love that um, summer or winter mm. well nobody you didn't really well you know you're a dog person because you have dogs you married into dogs yeah I married into dogs <laughs> you really weren't anything before you got married yeah, yeah. okay summer or winter you didn't answer either. Oh, I didn't? No. Oh, uh, well, dogs. You're a dog person, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Our dog and Anna and Cameron's dog are on, like, opposite ends of the intelligence spectrum. <laughs> but they're both sweet dogs. Uh, winter. Really? Uh, it's, winter. Yeah, it's too... Summer and winter, yeah. Yeah, it gets too, too hot. I'd say summer. My birthday's in summer, so that's always fun. I say Summer. I love, I know it's hot, but I really do love pool. Texas summers. <laughs> I love Texas summers before I had a pool. Yeah. I don't like Texas summers. That's okay. You're from here. Yeah, you're not from here. <laughs> I do not like them. 
I like a winter. Well, if I was here, it'd be winter. If it was New England, could I just put fall? Can I just totally change the, yeah. change the question? Just break all of your seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Spring's not even on the map. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been yeah, really it's good been to fun. have you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, well, I really enjoyed that talk with Dalton and Anna today. Me too. Yeah. I like having another Anna in the room. Yep. <laughs> it's nice that you're good friends with them too. That was kind of fun watching you guys all interact together. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, Jody, what was your favorite part? Um, well, one of the things that really stuck out to me was the whole um, discover your purpose part of their story mm -hmm. and how... Um, just the simplicity of it. It's not yeah. that they're looking for a platform or they need to feel like they need to be in front, mm -hmm. but they feel that just serving God and loving other people, <clears throat> sorry for my throat, that it, loving people and serving God in that way, um, that, that they're fulfilling the things that God's put inside of them, the mm -hmm. specific gifts. We talked about that a while ago um, in our first thing of knowing God and how He calls you to specific assignments. Yeah. But the overall arc is serving Him. Yeah. And I love how um, they're doing that. Yeah. And they're doing that with loving people. That's good. I love how God gifted them with the same vision mm -hmm. and that they've been able to have unity in that. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty cool. I really loved when they shared about um, the group coming together to love on a family who didn't have very much. Mm -hmm. um, I remember that because uh, I was a part of, I'm still a part of this group, mm -hmm. and um, it was a couple who was just like brand new and they were just so open-handed throughout our time with them of we're believing God for this mm -hmm. and not asking us for hey does anyone have this but just like really saying we're praying for this need and then people it's up jumping up and saying hey yeah can I do this or hey we've got this spare thing mm -hmm. and just really living that acts life that Paul talks about mm -hmm. of uh, sharing all that you had. I just think it's really cool and community can be that and living in community is so sweet. Yeah. That's I think good. that's a great example of Christ's love for as we share for each other. I love that. That's good. Well, we are actually going to be taking a break as a podcast for about a month um, and then we're going to be focusing in on more of discovering your purpose and sharing people's stories about how they've um, just discovered what their God-given purpose is. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, if you would like to share this with a friend, you can rate and review us. Or we would love for you to join us on a Sunday morning at 9 and 1045 here in Pearland, Texas. Or online. Yes. You guys have a wonderful week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Have a great day.